Like lighting, you will need to have a general understanding of theatrical audio practice in order to understand what follows. If you feel like you've already got this knowledge in your pocket, skip ahead to Chapter 2. If you aren't sure if you are ready to enter the realm of high-tech audio, try the following sentence. I want to put a microphone into the mixer, but the only available channels are for line-level signals and don't have XLR inputs. All clear on that? If not, read this chapter before you skip ahead. There is no sound without a source. An audio system is composed of a string of devices, all of which add up to form a signal chain. The beginning of that chain, like the beginning of a great river, is the source. Sources come in three varieties. Microphones, everything else analog, and digital. Let's do microphones first. Microphones. Sound, when it is traveling around the real, non-electronic world, is composed of waves of vibration in the air. If there is no air, there is no sound. That is why, in space, no one can hear you scream. That's not a scary thought, it's just a practical one. Sound needs air. When I slam my hand against the table, the impact of my hand causes the table to oscillate back and forth very quickly. When the table moves away from my hand, it creates an area of low pressure in the air immediately next to the table. When the table rushes back toward my hand, it squeezes the air, creating an area of high pressure. As the table continues to oscillate back and forth, it creates waves of differing air pressure that travel outward from the table, filling the room, just like throwing a stone into water creates ripples that travel outward, filling the pond. The ripples are composed of peaks of high water level, separated by valleys of low water level. The sound waves are composed of peaks of high air pressure, separated by valleys of low air pressure. When those waves of pressure run into something, they cause that something to move. The high-pressure waves cause that thing to move away from the air. The low-pressure waves cause that thing to move back toward the air. In this way, the vibration of the table is carried through the air until it meets another object. If that object is very dense and heavy, like a concrete wall, it will vibrate very little. If that object is very light, like your eardrum, it will vibrate quite a bit. This is how we hear sounds. Our eardrum is extremely light and susceptible to the vibrations caused by air movements. When the waves of air pressure strike our eardrum, it vibrates at the same rate as the wave of air pressure. The eardrum, in turn, is attached to a number of nerve cells, which pick up those vibrations and transmit them to the brain, which figures out that you just heard something.